0: and spiritually fit. I'm your hostess, Brandy Leonard, and my friends call me B. And it's just fine by me if you'd like to as well. Um, let's dig in today. I have the pleasure of hosting Mirage member here on the podcast. She is a fabulous member of our community and a fellow military spouse. Definitely stick around, even if you don't resonate with those two houses, because she is a wealth of information and just a standard, stellar mother. I have enjoyed being in her company and her presence every time our circles overlap. Today, she's going to be talking to us about developing a servant heart in her son and leading by example. Mirage, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Girl, it's so great to have you here in this space and share this platform with you. When I say that I believe, you really have inspired my heart because I resonate with your mission as a mother. I resonate with how you're raising Levi.
1: Yes. Levi. Yes.
0: I, I do. I really appreciate how you're doing that. And I love seeing him in the community. I, there is something so sweet about seeing our youth in action.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So my Levi so well, I, I can't say seven anymore. He's officially eight. Wow! <laughs> and I always introduce him as eight going on eighteen because he is. He's he's really three children in one. He is. <laughs> he's a boisterous personality. He huh? is. He is curious and so intelligent and so attentive. But he is also high energy, off the walls. Got to keep him busy. But he's extremely highly empathetic. And I think even when I was pregnant, God was trying to remind me of that. He's yes. a very high sensitivity kiddo, high sensory needs, um, all those good things. And I, I, I used to say sensory issues, but I've now said sensory gifts yes. because I really do believe in that. Way yes. to
0: reframe that. Yeah. Way to reframe that. So Mirage is a boy mom. Levi, yes. as you just heard, she's He's turned eight, and I know that I resonate with that. When our kiddos have that birthday, it is so unbelievably hard to allow them to age and, like, to get our brains around that. Like, yes. we see it happening in action. And they say the days are short or days are long, but the years are short. I believe it. Babies just don't keep.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, if you ask my Levi, he will say, Mama, I will always be your baby. And so he is. He's he's totally like his father, you know, very um, – very, again, very intelligent, very inquisitive, very logical, right? Very like OCD and have to have things in order. But he's also a lot like his mom, me, which is the creative part and and laughing at yourself throughout the day.
0: Oh, and laughter is such a great he gift. has
1: always had comedic timing. I'm still working on that myself, but um, <laughs> he really is. He is just he is my gift in this world. You know, he really is. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love that you consider him a gift because children are gifts and the Lord's word speaks great length of that to remind us that they are a blessing and that they're a responsibility right? They're our responsibility to oh, steward their talents yes. and their gifts and, and to help shape them into the people that they're growing into and in right. his will and his plan for them. And that isn't always clear because if children came with a handbook, I think most of us parents, mothers and fathers listening, we wouldn't be stressing as much about raising these kids. And I know for me, I wouldn't spend as much time on my knees in prayer. I pray over my sons constantly, whether it's at a stoplight or if it's in something that resonates me with the, resonates with me in a character that I had just passed on the street or something on the radio that catches my attention, catches my heart for them. That is such a great opportunity to pray and to remind ourselves that they belong to God first and then us it's, it's him first and then us, and we can't reverse that role, but we do have to temper it. Right? Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) You know, it's kind of neat that you said that because, um, my family and I, we were not raised in church. We're actually kind of new to it in the last three years. And so um, we were always raised, you know, my husband and I both, that karma, right? What goes <laughs> around comes around.
0: That and principle of exactly, if-in, yes. yes,
1: and that golden rule. And so, you know, you're talking about praying over your, your children and whatnot. And of course I do that, but in the car rides, uh, every once in a while, if we see an individual walking along the sidewalk or a homeless individual or whatnot, I will say out loud, you know, Jesus, please f- fulfill their needs. And he'll witness that. And the yeah. first few times I said it, he's like, what's wrong, mama? Is everything <laughs> okay? And I think it's great for children to have the visual mm-hmm. because that's what I've learned through the Bible, through being a Christian, is that it's an application. It is not a rule book. It is not a one size fits all. God is with you all the time and he's seeing you through yes. everything. And so to give that child that application so that maybe one day when he's, you know, a young adult himself and he sees somebody in need, he has the bravery to step out and to know how to use that discernment that he's now crafted throughout his life. And not only that, but maybe when he's a dad one day, he can teach his kids that, hey, it's not all about you. <laughs> There's other people in this world that need help. Oh, sis, that's a blessing. And that, that blessing. is what, you know, here we are talking about servant hearts. That, what, that is what a servant heart is. It's realizing it's not just about me. I got to take care of me first. But in order to uh, go on with my day and see the blessings come back, I have to take care of others too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you've hit on some really hard topics Aww. right there, and in some Christianese words too. So yes, for our Christianese, yes, I love I love it. I, I, use, I love it. I'm just gonna put a plug in here. I'm currently writing a book, and it's called No More Christianese, please, because I do believe we've got to start speaking. We got to start speaking in layman terms in love. Love yes. love is the language. Right. And as you become a Christian and as you start to say yes, you start to develop a relationship with Christ. Yes. And in that, you learn vocabulary. Absolutely. And some of that vocabulary is discernment. Mm-hmm. And so some of our friends here may not be as familiar with discernment as it doesn't come up or it doesn't tend to come up in daily conversation. But if we're weighing out good, and bad, right, wrong, or even best and blessed, right, right those things that might be, good for others or good for us but right. not in this season there is that need to temper our lives with wisdom and through that we do act in discernment and so right. i love that you brought up that word and that you're having him discern the needs of others you're having yes. him connect not just with going blind eyed to the needs of our community which right. there are plenty and i know that our listeners here can resonate they if we close our eyes for even three seconds, we would be, there would be a barrage of mental mind images that come to 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 fruition in our mind of what is needed in our community, whether that's a food bank or a service need or a child that we know who, who is struggling in school Absolutely, or right. someone who has food insecurity. Mm-hmm. Those needs are everywhere. So there's definitely not a lack of need for a servant heart. And servant-hearted people to join forces. Right. So it sounds like to me that you're definitely inspired and focused on developing that servant heart within yourself. Yes. And in doing so, you're leading by example and yes. you're bringing him into the fold. Tell me a little bit about uh, what it means to you to be that servant heart in the context of raising your child, specifically not when you're serving outside of the home, but towards Levi himself.
1: So, as a mother, you're saying, yeah, just, as a mother, like, in that role of motherhood. Um, Well, again, I'll, I'll kind of use that. You know, I know when I was first a mom, I I was stretched so thin. I really, you know, I'm educated. My husband is well educated. We did all the classes, oh. all the classes <laughs> on how to be a parent, <laughs> on how to
0: be a parent. And
1: then we had our precious Levi, and we're like oh my gosh, what are we doing?
0: Turns <laughs> you know? out he doesn't fit in a box. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah.
1: you know, I, um, we, we definitely did our best just as any new parent does. And so very quickly, I was pouring out, pouring out, pouring yeah. out. And it got to a point where I realized I needed help myself. And so that's actually what got me uh, into volunteering and into serving. Levi was about two years old. I came home one day from a play date that I had with Levi and and some other mom friends. And I came home and I just broke down to my husband and I said, I need support. I need help. I can't keep doing this. You know, this is, again, these are three kids in one. I need help. We are military. We don't have family. And so um, thank you, God, we found a spot at our local childcare center. We were able to get him in. And all of a sudden he was there full time. And I had all this empty time. And so I went from that role as mom, and then all of a sudden, all these hours in the day to going, now what do I do? And so I found a local organization, and I went I went to them, and I started offering my time and services, and I fell in love with that. And all of a sudden, I realized to be a better mom, I had to take care of me.
0: Mm, does that make sense? It 100% yes. does. Listeners, yes. if your mother's and your father's. And even thinking about your own mother and father, if you do not have children, please stick with us on this episode because we're going to unpack a lot here. We're going to unpack how we can be role models, mentors in our community Mm -hmm. and leaders in our community. And we're doing so through the lens of motherhood at this point and through the lens of of really modeling that for our own children. But we're really speaking in whole and to the next generation, those who are coming up underneath us those who we're entrusted with in leadership when they're our employees those that we're entrusted with in leadership when they're within the same peer group as us and we can be influential in their lives so stick around for this because mothers and fathers you do pour out a tremendous amount whether that work is done solely in your home or it's done in in your home and through corporate means or nonprofit means or volunteerism, the work is there. There's plenty to be be done, and we all step up in the ways that we can. And I love that you highlighted that you had mothered full-time for two years, and you came home from a play date feeling more empty than you went into it. And it was really a highlighted aha moment for you that you needed something else and that doing that something else – what did that add to your life once you found your rhythm? And once you found your space again, your pace again, did you feel like that enhanced your mothership?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because I, you know, I got to the point where, again, you know, my husband is in the military. So his world, my world, very different. Very different. (laughs) And I say that our dining table is what brings us together every day. And so that's really where I noticed the change is that, you know, he would come home and talk about his job and talk about what's going on. And I would talk about outside of base gates. That's what I call it. Going into the community, connecting with local community members through serving. That's how I made friends. And granted, I was making friends through the military too, but it was through a different lens. Right. And then our son, Levi, he started to understand that more. And we would be out at grocery stores and we would be bumping into people that I served with or volunteered with. And they got to know my son and they became almost like adopted family. And That's what community is. That's what community is. And so that's where it kept evolving. Now, I'll be honest with you. At first, my husband was like, okay, what are we doing this weekend? What did you volunteer me for? (laughs) (laughs) A little resistant. And fast forward a few years. Well, actually, I'm going to backtrack. That's okay. Uh, A few years ago. The way that we really found God as a family was through food outreach. We were we went to go volunteer, and lo and behold, it was a street outreach. It was down the street from Martin Luther King's original church, wow, and down the street from the Montgomery Capitol. And I will never forget that experience. Um, A little tidbit story on that is just kind of a, a side note here, but I love it. I think it was God speaking to me then, and again, where you're very much new into church and this type of thing. And we're serving water bottles. Okay. We're okay. handing out water bottles and this homeless individual up the street, she yells out, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And I turn around and, and I whisper to Levi, I said, Hey, you know, go ahead. You can go give this lady a water bottle. And she goes, no, 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 ma'am. I want to talk to you. And I walk over and she goes, Hey, she goes, what are you going to do one day when your son is president? <laughs> and I looked she was at speaking her, over his life. And I said. Without even thinking, without even having gone to a Bible study group or anything or even cracking open a Bible, I said, Well, I'm gonna pray for him. And I call those Jesus check-ins. Sometimes yeah. when we go and volunteer and we serve and these these random really not random, but random that we're seeing you pop into him. our life. You're
0: seeking him and you are finding him. Exactly. Yes, in those
1: moments. And so Uh, Anyhow, but during, I don't remember if it was that outreach or maybe one before, but we, you know, we ended up coming home. It was kind of this all day thing of serving 500 hamburgers and hot dogs to homeless individuals on the streets and, you know, being super extroverted. And my husband comes home and he goes, man, what is that? What is that kind of weird euphoric feeling I got? And I said, that's called a helper's high. (laughs) You just went and did something that was not about you.
0: You love someone above yourself. Exactly. You were living out a Christian principle without even knowing. I
1: am so sorry that for the past few years, I've been challenging you on why are you doing this unpaid? Why are you doing that without pay? He's like, I get it. That is priceless. You cannot put a paycheck to that. And no, um, you can't. And so, again, to take such a man who is so logical, right? And is so like black and white and everything on paper and procedures and processes to go, oh my gosh, I get it now. And so that's kind of where that click point happened. And then of course, Levi saw the fun in it. And then it got to a point where we would go and sign up for an outreach. And I'm laughing because we sign up. And if I didn't give Levi a job within five minutes, he's like, mom, what are we doing here? I need to be not busy. I need to, I need to do something important.
0: He needs to be engaged. He needs to be engaged. And yes. he was like five years old at the time. And he was
1: resonating with he that totally need. He totally was. And again, I think back to this random person, this Jesus check in going, what are you going to do? And you know, you could have filled in that word with anything. What are you going to do when your son is a pilot? What are mm-hmm. you going to do when your son is, you know, uh, teaching a classroom one day? Whatever it may be, what are you going to do as mom? She go, wanted
0: to know your shadow. Oh my gosh,
1: I guess I'm going to pray. I'm going to direct him. I'm going to guide him
0: until yeah. it's not my
1: job anymore. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that's my testimony in that sense. Prayer is not an if this happens. No, <laughs> then that happens. it is when. Prayer is when we petition
0: yep. and we come into the gate with our Father. And I'm, I'm envisioning as the scripture s- tells us is that Jesus is the right hand of our Father God right. intercessing right now for you and I in this conversation mm-hmm. for our listeners right here that this oh, is going to resonate with for the goose- friends goosebumps absolutely, say <laughs> for the friends that they're going to share this with yes. and when we go out into the world we have the Holy Spirit helper right. inside of us and that helps prompt us to discernment into wisdom and where to take that next action so it's not busy for the sake of being busy it is fruitful fulfilling yes. work that you are doing you are meeting them exactly where they were. And here I am thinking about Jesus right right now at the well. He didn't come for the water. He came for the woman. Right. And the woman met the living water at the well, yes. something she could have never gotten in midday in all of her shame and all, right. all of her frustration and all of her shortcomings. She could have never gotten that water from that well without Jesus. And now she knows where to turn. She knew where to turn for the rest of her days. And now Levi knows where to turn for the rest of his days. And I praise the Lord for my little brother in Christ. And I oh, praise yes. the Lord for his testimony yes. in this, in the fact that he can meet others in places that we can't. Right. So tell me a little bit about what you do in the community and what does. Leave I help with.
1: Oh boy. Well, um, okay, faith, food, and fitness. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna shorten it in a yeah, Because that's what I realize. My favorite ways to serve is what reconnects me with God. And so I realized that you know, you'll spend many hours being somebody who considers them a professional volunteer, like I do myself, right? Like right. people ask me, What do you do? I'm like. I volunteer That's what I do. What you do. So when you're pouring out, pouring Meet out, pouring out. Right. And although again, being a volunteer and helping, of course you have those, those aha moments where you're like, Oh, this is so worth it. I'm helping somebody, but here's the thing that doesn't always happen. Not every time, not every so time when that well is dry. My favorite way for God to pour back into me is through faith, food and fitness. So when I'm <laughs> serving in those capacities, that's where I'm giving that back. So um, right now, a lot of the programs that I'm helping with uh, certainly do support our local senior community, Um, And of course, you know, programs that are centered around food and again, faith and fitness. And hopefully there's some more avenues and opportunities around the corner, which I'm very excited about. 100%. And I
0: say say
1: faith and, you know, people go, oh, well, well, how are you helping in that capacity? And here's the thing. Every morning I have a very a certain prayer that I like to pray for, for, I've been praying this, I try to pray almost every day. And I say, God, today and every day, I trust your assignments. I trust that you will give me the tools, the resources, the knowledge, the discernment yes. to equip me to help those people that you place in my path with <laughs> your assignment. So when I look at it that way and I say, yes. hang on, why am I ministering to this random person? Again, yes. a Jesus check-in or a friend or a family member or somebody in my life. And they kind of, you know, turn their neck a little bit and go, what is she talking about? That's not me. That's God. Amen. That is not me. That that's is God. That's a spirit check-in. Yeah. And so that's how I serve through faith. Yes. And I also love the application of faith through food and fitness. You know, again, I wasn't raised in church. I was raised on a soccer field, as I say. You know, mm-hmm. and so my parents did a lot of um mentoring and they were also coaches and, and school teachers. And so that Leaders was my community. Retreat. Yes, yeah. that was that was that was their ministry basically. And so um the way I look at it is, well, if I can connect through having a good childhood and being raised by great parents through a sport. What's to say that that can happen through food and fitness for people too? Absolutely. right. And food is love. And so people say, well, how is that a reconnection? And they say, well, here's the thing. When you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of others through food, well, there you go. That's your reconnection. Like, you're made, yeah, yeah, you're meeting a
0: basic exactly. need. So Mirage, I don't think you know this about me. And I know my listeners don't because this will be the first time I've shared it on the okay. podcast. But I used to run a ministry. I'm the founder and I was the director. And my friend Jenna was my co-director and executive um, space. And so she helped me with a lot of these decisions. But we had a ministry called the Fab Five and fab five was fab meant faithful and blessed Yes. and the five pillars that we focused on were faith family fitness food and fun are you serious a (laughs) hundred percent and i love it there is something so beautiful about meeting our community where they already are right so Fitness is so important to me. I actually made it a part of the podcast. And so Salty Lit and Spiritually Fit isn't just cute and rhymey. Right. And it's not just a, a right. fun, catchy tune. Right. But spiritual fitness is every it's oh, everything absolutely. to me because it's how we show up equipped. And so through that prayer that you're praying, you are asking for equipment. You're asking for assignment. You're saying, not my will, but your will. I'm absolutely. surrendered in my weakness. Yep. You're made perfect. You're strong. I'm going to put myself and my pride aside and any other thing that's yep. on my agenda. And I'm going to welcome those disruptors. If you have me ministering, I'm not going to think of that as an inconvenience, but as a place to bring faith into the space yes. and point them back to you. What a beautiful testimony! So, for all my sisters and brothers who are listening today, you don't have to be a minister to minister. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just want to lay that out. Right. And Jesus loved food too. Yes. We see parables about food. We see Him feeding at when He was doing the sermon on the mount. He's breaking fish open in loaves and feeding the thousands. Like This is what he does. He breaks bread, literal bread with his disciples the night before he goes to the cross. Jesus knew that was a need in people and he gave us spiritual food. He showed up. God showed up in the desert when the when they were Israelites were wandering in the desert for 40 years with manna manna is something they can eat manna means what is this that's what it translates to what is this what is this was a need that was being met when they needed it the most that's what this was and so I love that you're seeking daily manna and that you're feeding others literally and figuratively and that you're working on your fitness and through that by commanding your vessel and just before you um, I have another guest and so you guys are going to want to hearken back to this podcast If you're recognizing and and resonating with this sentence right here or this this aspect of the podcast, we had Michelle Morshing on the episode, and she is a personal trainer, and she does group training. She talks about this very topic, about commanding our vessel.
1: Mm, I love it. Yes. Yes. And so
0: when you're telling people you're a professional volunteer, is that always met with enthusiasm?
1: Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) They (laughs) kind of go, what? You know, and then I almost want to pull out the national average of, you know, I, I, I think it's about $30 or so. The last numbers
0: that we, yeah, yes, that we've, we've yes. seen, yeah, and we're and about so $34. You
1: know, what is, what is that volunteer's worth and value um, in conjunction to the time and the talents that they're placing in an organization? Right. And so there certainly are some times where I think to myself, oh gosh, like, okay, I'm going to go help with this thing or that thing. What monetary. You know, what, what is this equivalent to? And I actually shared that once with my husband.
0: So you're looking for a metric because yes. the world, our world, our culture yes. here in the U.S. Yes. is very metric, database driven. Right. We want data and we will collect evidence on everything. Yes. You. But your faith supersedes that evidence of mm-hmm. what you see because you don't know what, what value the Lord is assigning to that. When I oh, say absolutely. he's left the 99 to go and get the one, he's very much concerned with what you're doing. Yeah, I, We see it in scripture right. time and time again. Right. Jesus wasn't right. here for a paycheck. He was here for his people. Yeah. And now there is nothing wrong with working outside the home. There's nothing. Thankfully, your husband has a job, a a very well-paid career that allows you guys to have this opportunity to serve. And some of us are are grinding it out nine to five and odd hours and shift work. And some of us are doing both. We're serving in our spaces of work and in vocation yet this world wants us to think, what it what could we be doing more? We're in a more society, right. more metrics, more this. Right. Like, am I worth right. this? Am I wasting my time, my energy, my day? Am I not doing this? It's not always met with that enthusiasm. Like, oh, tell me more. It's right. more like, hmm. Well, and
1: it's interesting that you say more because yes. I always have to remind myself that, you know, legacy, like my intent. A volunteering is of course to leave a legacy Yes, legacy to me is is making a place better than you found it absolutely okay, better does not that. always mean brighter and shinier it just means is it going to be better for the people that it serves Yes. is it going to be fulfilling a niche or a need that helps equip them so that
0: they can leave a legacy too right and you're helping to equip them exactly. in order to go out exactly. into this world because if their bellies are full if they're physically well right if their faith is at the level they've never had it before, if it's that mustard seed that they didn't even know that they needed, and now they have faith to make that, to to apply for that job, because I know you help with things like that too, apply for that employment or go and have their their needs met, then it gives them opportunity to show up strengthened, loved, and they're in a place where they're not dejected and rejected. They're accepted and they're received. And in that space, now they're confident. They're confident to be able to go out and do what they need to do.
1: Everybody needs a cheerleader in life. And what happens they really when they come do. back? You know, sometimes Everybody we don't get to. Everybody does. 100%. Everybody does. I know I do. I mean, I know that's that's certainly one way that we've connected, Brandy. <laughs> you know, we, High fives right we've there. we that, you know, hey, I, 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 see can you. I can I vent in the vault? You know, yes. and then have you gone through this before? Okay, cool. And then can you cheer me on as I go through a place out of my comfort zone?
0: We out of my those, comfort zone, we, yes. Like, we need
1: those people in our lives. You know, and going back to motherhood, leading by example in that way, again, to show my son that, okay, you know, I can vent to my husband and he can say, okay. I'm not going to fix your problem, but let me help support you, <laughs>
0: right? Because as women, we want to just
1: vent. We just yeah. want to let it sometimes, out. Sometimes we do. Sometimes yes. we like
0: to spill some tea, but we're not yeah. really looking for anything <laughs> right. to sugar to sugar it exactly. and, and get us through the next place. We're not looking for a right. sugary solution. We're just looking to spill yes. it all over everyone. That is and such a great point. And that's
1: you know, I was always the kiddo that no, I did not have a million friends. I did not. I had quality friends, and I still do to this day. And that's something that I also try to teach my son with, with serving is that, again, to use that discernment to help everybody. Um, but here's the thing. You have to guard your heart. Yes. You have to guard your heart. And so when you are serving, there's a lot of times that I remind myself, okay, Mirage, acknowledge, don't absorb the situation. Oh, right? that's so and good. For our empathy feelers, empathy yes. versus sympathy and all those things. And you know, people talk about all the time how volunteering helps with your customer service skills and all these other technical skills and soft skills. And okay, but it also teaches you again, how to go into a situation with sympathy, how to show empathy, but then how to walk away and go Okay, I helped with what I could, but I'm not going to absorb that. And as a mom, how many times do we want to absorb? It's okay, you've had a bad day. It's okay, it's okay. And it's like, it is okay. But again, I'm here as your cheerleader. That is, that is you and that is your heart.
0: Yes. Right? So you're encouraging and, so serving and equipping. you can show that. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And how many times do you resonate? Like, I mean, would you think on average you resonate with a mom or a need out in the community and all of a sudden it feels very personal? Oh, all the time. So personal. Like all the time. Yeah. And then you get home and you start to second guess all your choices maybe or like wondering what you can do more. But you have this confidence in Christ that you did exactly yeah. what you could do. Yeah. And you did it in that moment and you did it well. Right.
1: Well, and I told my husband all the time, he'll say, how was your day? And I said, well, I had my humble piece of pie. <laughs> I had my humble piece of pie, and he goes, "Tell me about it," you know. And of course, if I if I feel comfortable to, and it's something that I can share with, because most times, you know, a lot of this stuff is confidential. It is, right? Yes, and it's very personal, and exactly. And um, and so when it when it is allotted, uh, I do share, and you know, of course, I, I bit names and places and all sorts of things, but yeah.
0: So scrubbing I, the data, yeah. there's some scrubbing of the data um, going on. Yeah, but when
1: I do share, and I, you know, it it's it's eye opening. And here's the thing. My, my husband and my son have, have witnessed those things themselves right. in confidentiality with them serving in certain capacities. And so I think they understand that there are very uh, sacred, sacred spaces where God is calling you to help. And that's just a chapter in your life.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that you said it was a sacred space. Yeah. You're showing up. You're looking for Jesus in that space yes. and to be the hands and feet of Absolutely. him. And you're helping to bring people to him through right. your actions right. because we do hear about that in scripture. We hear that that faith without works is dead or hypocrisy, right? Like, And in, in the other way around, it's dead, right? So you can't do one or the other. You sort of have to well, you know, sort of, you do need to seek a balance and boundaries in that space right. where you can be fed and also feed others. So Mirage, up to this point, we got to hear a little bit about you and your professional um, volunteerism and your servant heart and how you lead your son Levi in that same pathway and what you're doing to show up in the needs of your community. Your focus is faith, family, and food. Um, I love that. I love that you are out there or faith, food, and fitness, I'm sorry, faith, food, and fitness through your family is what <laughs> my mind went a little too, f- words okay. went too fast for my mind there. That does happen, my friends. Okay, so re- to recap that, that is faith, food, and fitness Yep. through the use of yourself and your family yes. and meeting that need yes. by bringing others into the kingdom. Yes. So now I'm going to ask this question. Okay. What does the kingdom mindset mean to you?
1: You know, honestly, I... I, I've been going to church for three years and I'm still learning what that means. Yeah. Um, and so in my mind, really what it is, is, okay, yes, you know, we, we go to church on Sundays. <laughs> we at least try to every Sunday. We, we make it a passes. point. Yeah, um, it's a priority. And, yes. you know, of course, we, we pray daily and whatnot, but church is not just in the four walls. Mm. And again, being raised, not in a church, having all these God moments throughout my life, realizing that God was always there. Yes. It's just uh, now it's a little bit clearer. Now I understand what the word grace means. Now I understand what all that means. Now I understand what the enemy means and how spiritual warfare can happen. Oh my gosh, does it happen? Yeah. Right. And so Kingdom Mindset to me is going, okay, okay. My family and I, we are believers of Christ. Mm-hmm. Every person that we come across may or may not be. Yes. And it's not my responsibility, A, to know, right? B, to tell them to be, or C, to say, well, you know, if you're not, then you're not in my life and you're not in my circle.
0: Mm-hmm. It is so my job space at the table for them. to
1: lead by example. It, that is my job. And again, going back to servanthood and and how to teach your child to be a servant heart. Like, that's my advice. Just lead by example. Lead by example. Lead by example. You want to teach your child grace? Go, surprise, mom's not perfect. I say that to Levi at least a few times a week to show him that I'm trying my best. I am doing life without a handbook. Yes. right. Every day is different. Every situation is different. Exactly. Every moment. And so, again, just leading by example, just, you know, trying your best with what you have, resourcing where you can in life. You know, the military has taught us that too. Boom. You're planted in a place, you know. What what is the phrase uh, blossom where you grow or oh, bloom. bloom where you're planted? Yeah. Bloom where yeah. they grow. <laughs> That's or our blossom too. We you know? love that
0: we love that cliche and though. I yeah. We love how that many visual.
1: times we literally and physically and mentally and emotionally have planted seeds in places and we were not the ones to enjoy the bloom. Right? But someone yes. else did. We never will meet that person. We we may or may not.
0: You right? may never hear a testimony right. or see the fruits of your labor. But to me, that's kingdom mindset. Yes.
1: That's going, again, leave a legacy.
0: Mm.
1: Right? And so there's a process to leaving a legacy. It's not just going to happen. And that's it's just built- like kingdom mindset. You're not just going to walk up to a stranger and go, do you know who God is? Let me tell you about it. No, that's not how it works. Because you're not you going to just, you but you're not just it might not work no You're not just going to plant a seed and go, now grow. It's, yes. the same, it's the same concept. So that's what I'm saying, like, plant yes. it. And, you know, I, I do talk about God and and in my daily conversations with people. Yes. And I don't talk about politics. I don't, you know, I don't do that, but I will talk about God. And yeah. so to me, that's kingdom mindset is again, just showing that, you know, you can be Christian and not be perfect.
0: Right. And when you think about yeah. the least of these. Because oftentimes we find Jesus talking about the least of these. We see it in Beatitudes. (laughs) We see it when he's talking to the parables. We see when he's meeting the unsavory folks that were outcast from their society. Or when he's raising up a servant heart in scripture. And now we look back at them all throughout the New Testament. We can see see Jesus' influence in others' lives and the call to be servant hearted. Right. It's not new to us who are Christians. Those who might be coming to Scripture. I, I implore you and encourage you just to look up a few. Yes. Just to look up a few, I'm thinking, you know, definitely Paul is like the most popular character of the New Testament, and he, it's for good reason we like repetition in our lives and paul wrote a good deal of the new testament himself and so he's also the founder of the church as we know it today and the beginning roots of that and so looking to paul as that example of a servant heart and leaving all that he knew and really being stopped dead in his tracks he was blind and then he could see mm-hmm. and there's so much scripture that's lived out so much prophecy that's lived out through paul we have that moment we think about the least of these let's not forget we are them as well absolutely we are them as well right we all fall short of the glory of god none are able to be saved in and of their own self none can you could do religion all day long right if you negate the relationship you're not going to get where you need to go. Right. So your kingdom mindset all anchors on that. And all that I'm hearing is a repetition of that same mind. That same train of thought is that I am the least of these. Jesus loved me when there wasn't graces grace is on my life. His goodness is what flows from me. So when I think about you, Mirage, I think of this saying where they say, is your cup half full or half empty? And you say, no, my cup is overflowing right my cup i don't know right. what cup you have yeah. my cup is overflowing sometimes
1: it's not a cup sometimes it's an ocean sometimes it's an ocean <laughs> sometimes it's an ocean and sometimes you know i'll be honest brandy sometimes sometimes i do look at it and go well it's got a little bit more room for more yeah but i never see it as empty
0: and, and when you and feel I, dry, when you feel dry, right, you check in and you get right. refilled and refreshed, and you have friends. And right. I'm so thankful to have to be one of those friends, yes, and to be in too. that place of influence in yeah. your life, in that place of sisterhood and trusted confidence that we can have conversations when people break your heart. It breaks oh, absolutely. my heart. Yeah, it breaks my heart when people are striving for themselves. Yeah, and they and they lose sight of the target. Right, which is always. It's always to love others above right. ourselves. That's the target. Yes. To love that grumpy old lady in the cash, cash register when you're in a hurry. <laughs> to love the one who yes. dinged your brand new car with a, with a shopping cart. Right. Like to love the one who's causing you to be late because they can't right. wrap up a conversation and they're not respecting your time. To be the one who loves so deeply that you keep their names confident. Right. That you'll only say them in prayer and that you'll carry that need forward that you'll do something about it to be a Change an agent of change in this world by being the change that you want to see, by putting into practice, by showing up in that space of love. Wow, what an example you are to Levi and to your friends and your sphere of influence, and to your husband, who is a leader who is influenced by you and your servant heart. You're helping him develop that connection with his people and his community. My favorite definition of community is committed to unity yes. and that's not the original etiology of the word right. but I think it's a brilliant use of the two when you're right. committed to unity you don't see yourself apart from they're not less than they are your brothers and sisters in Christ they are your community they're your neighbors they're your friends mm-hmm. they're your teachers they're those that are going to enter into the workforce and fill a need for someone else what a beautiful kingdom mindset that you carry with you every day and you pour out onto others Marge I'm so thankful for that as we get ready to close out this episode I I do want to ask you, are there any scriptures, parables or characters, since we just talked about looking up those strength, those strengthening places in scripture that strengthen you in your service and in your job that you have so heartedly committed yourself to loving others well?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I am. You know that I'm a I, I'm a note taker. I try to yes. prepare as much as possible. Awesome. Yes. So I pull this up on my phone. So I have a little side story that goes with this. So Tell me this. I was out serving. I was volunteering with one of my weekly commitments that I do, and I was I was heading home, in between. It was one of those back to back to back commitment days, event days, meetings, whatever you want to call it. I call it commitments. 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 I like that. You're committed to it. I'm going to be there. Right. Yep. You come with your intentions
0: and all your talent. Right. So
1: I was leaving one of those, uh, commitments and I was on my way to my next one. And I really just, it's not that anybody I was serving was making me upset or anything. I was just having one of those days where I was Mm -hmm. just like, okay, so I'm doing this again. I'm not paid. Uh, I think I've heard one thank you today. And uh, uh, and it was, and who knows, maybe there were more thank yous, but it, it became monotonous. I understand. And I kind of asked myself, okay, am out. I, yeah. I'm like, am I really creating impact? Like, that's why I do this, right? Like, I'm not doing this for recognition. Acknowledgement is nice every once in a while. Yes. But. Appreciation but, is
0: always good. Right. <laughs> but,
1: but, but why? Like, why? And I'm just, so I'm driving, and again, I'm not upset, but I'm just kind of like. Well, this is just this is an off day i don't know what's up with me <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> yes and so i believe that god speaks to me through numbers at times and so every once in a while i'll see numbers on a clock or i'll see random numbers or and i saw this this number on a mailbox and the mailbox i'd never seen it before in my life and i had been in this area tons of times and uh, right below it it had a it had a cross a perfect cross <laughs> and it was in black and white and it was it was 1201 or something like that and so i got home i went on my bible app and i plugged this in and i'm going to read this and you'll tell me if god wasn't trying to say something let me hear says romans 12 3. okay so it says serve god with spiritual gifts yes i mean i can't even make this up okay so i'm going to read this real quick for i say through the grace given to me again grace To everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them if prophecy Let us prophesize in proportion to our faith or ministry. Let us use in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality and he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Mm. And then it goes talking about behaving like a Christian. Amazing. To love, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuously, steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. And I know that there's more for that, but that was such an eye-opener, Brandy, because so many times I realize, why am I feeling stretched then? And I realize on those days, it's because God is using me in every single capacity. Yes, there are different gifts that everybody has. And, you know, my husband reminds me all the time that, hey, Marash, not everybody has the gift of hearing God like you do. That's true. Not everybody has the time or the money or the willingness. The opportunity. Or the opportunity. Or opportunity the is body. a gift, right? Yes. And so I look at that and I go, oh, my gosh. Yes, today I prophesied to somebody. Yes, today I ministered to somebody. Yes, I taught them something. I, You know, all these things. And I go, oh, my gosh, it's in the Bible. Yes. <laughs> and just like that. And you that, had that aha
0: connected I moment. did. I had
1: that moment. And so anytime I think to myself, is what I'm doing worth it? I think to that. And then I realize I do have a gift. You do. I am able to do all those things every day of my life.
0: And you do it with love. Thank you. You do it with love. Yeah. And in doing it with love, it's received with love. Yeah. And sometimes people can't, they don't have that capacity at that moment to receive it. Or maybe life circumstances, and this may be somebody who's listening right now, they're just beat down. Yeah. This side of heaven, and I say this on this podcast, I feel like every episode, because I really truly believe that this side of heaven is tough to navigate. Oh, absolutely. I praise the Lord that we don't go it alone. Right. That there are committees, there are communities, there are willing servant hearts, there are leaderships, and there are resources out there and available for everyone. And I am a huge, huge advocate for equity. Equity does not mean everybody gets what what everybody else has. It means they get what they need to succeed. Absolutely. And that we equip the saints, that God, that we finish the work, we continue the work that God has created Mm -hmm. and done in us, that good work, we will multiply that, that we go into the field and we are looking for harvest and we are working those fields with diligence. Right. Raj, one thing I really, really notice about you, and and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here is not always such an impactful lesson for generations to come, and for us in our our workspaces, if we're tied down to that nine to five, or that 40 hours, or some of us, let's be honest, are working overtime to make ends meet. Inflation has been no one's friend in the working class. Right. You know, none of us are benefiting from this Awful inflation that we're seeing; grocery prices are rising. But we're not going to harp on that. We're thankful for for all that we have and all that we need, and how He's meeting those needs in that moment. But if we don't have even a spare second that we think that we can serve someone, mm-hmm. we can serve up some encouragement. We yes. can show up in our social media spaces with a word that is good that God has given us. We can position ourselves and our hearts mm-hmm. to be the hands and feet, and when that need comes, we'll know to meet it because we'll double back to discernment and we'll double back to wisdom and we'll double back to letting go of the walls of the church being the confinement of where we show up with christ and where we let christ show up through us and i i see that as a great sign of spiritual fitness in you i do that you are witnessing and you're exercising and you're worshiping in that moment in that space you're letting god minister to you as you minister to others and you are not in any shape, way, or form, the only avenue that they will see Christ. But praise the Lord that they'll resonate in that they seen Christ. They've yes. seen love. Yes. They got love in that space where they really needed it the most. They really did. And also see some salt in you. You're salty. And I resonate the fact that you are a righteous rebel. Yes. You're righteously rebelling against the status quo of what the world would have for you. Right. They would have you using your time and your talent. You've been told this, and I know this in confidence yes. many times. You need to be here. Right. You're supposed to be here. Right. And I think the word that you listen to is divine assignments every single day. And if that ever changes, you'll be willing to listen and say yes. Right. And that you know your worth is not tied in a monetary value. Absolutely. And that your impact doesn't end with an attaboy boy but with a well done, my good and faithful servant. And for right. that, I'm so grateful to be your friend and to have had you here on Softy Lit and Spiritually Fit. You're an embodiment of what we talk about right here. And I pray that each one of us will have the strength to light it up. Guys, we wanna hear from you. We wanna hear how you're serving in your community. We wanna hear how you're serving in your workplace. We wanna hear what Lord has told you and spoke to you um, in this very podcast, in this space, in this platform, we want to know where your thoughts are on servanthood. Are you raising up godly children with servant hearts? Are you struggling? What are your struggles? Pop them in the comments below. Hit me up on social media. Go over to the website and drop it in the drop it in the comment box or drop it in. Any of those platforms so that we can, A, pray for you, B, meet you where you are and see if we have resources, we will get them to you.
1: That's right. We are the resource queens.
0: We are. <laughs> and and we, we understand that the solution yes. as often found in ourselves, no. but in the combined efforts of all those that we know and love. Yes. And we're honored to, to carry that wisdom forward, carry yes. it forward. So, guys, we can't wait to see and hear what you're up to. Let's pray us out. Mirage, would you like to lead or would you like me to lead?
1: go for it, girl.
0: All right, we're going to do it. (laughs) Our Father God, we come into this space with lots of grace, and we know that it is through you that we are even welcome here. And Lord, not only are we welcome here, but we are created to be here. And so if we have brothers and sisters who feel like they're not in this space for a reason, Lord, let them be reminded that you are pursuing them right here and right now, and that you are our Father God, and you're sitting at the right hand of our god the one creator and through that gift we have the holy spirit and that holy spirit gives us wisdom and discernment to continue the work that you yourself in your 33 years here have inside initiated for us and modeled for us with such clarity in practical spaces you met those that needed it in places of need and desperation you were there with grace and answers and God you bring manna and your manna is good and there is never a dryness of resources Lord we pray that you would connect those who are listening that have a need with a resource God and if that's us let us be willing and able and ready and equipped to answer that call on our lives once more in Jesus name we give you praise honor and glory for all of it is yours forever and ever amen amen now get up there and light it up guys